With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. They are Sports Illustrated. It's amazing. This incredible body of work. I really appreciate the integrity. Everything you do is well done. You guys do a great job. We love it. What can we say? He's Chris Maddox. He's employed by Sports Illustrated. The announcer's got it in for me. There you go. This is the Crossover NBA Podcast. You have a problem with it. Build a team that can beat them. Hosted by the one and only. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Chris Maddox. All right, so many of you know Jerry Farrar from Entourage. He plays Joe Proctor on the Star Series Power, which just wrapped up filming of season six, likely to premiere sometime this summer. He is also doing his part uh, to end civilization as we know it in his role as head scout for Knicks Gaming, New York's entry into the NBA 2K's 21-team eSports League, which is the NBA's stamp of approval on kids spending every waking hour playing video games instead of, you know, doing anything else the 18-week third season of nba 2k uh, league kicks off on tuesday and all games can be seen on twitch did i get all that right jerry you got so impressed you got that all right you actually sounded passionate about Uh it uh i i loved it you did great for the context of of why this podcast is happening uh, a couple months back jerry and i were at dinner with our uh, good friend adrian wachnowski and some other people and uh jerry who is very excited about this nba 2k stuff was talking about his players and from the other side of the room <laughs> i was kind of chiming in with a lot of uh negative things to say about nba 2k and and it's a great starting point because like you're 
you're you're such a, a sharp dude. I'm like, you're hitting me with like the A button stuff. You were like, what does he hit the A button faster than anyone? I'm like, Mannix, come on, buddy. Like low hanging fruit. I've seen your like you you're you you got much more than that. You were hit, but you were also in between like bites of food, just shouting out, having no idea what we were talking about on the other side of the table. I just heard you say like I got one kid who's really good. I'm like at, <laughs> at pressing the A button. I think when you heard me say we run the pick and roll well, you you kind of got very upset. I did. You almost got borderline offended. I did. When I said we run the pick and roll and sometimes five out. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I forgot about running the pick and roll. That what is that? We're involved like toggling a little bit. It is a little toggling. Uh, I, I I can't wait to dive into this. This has been a long this, time coming. This has been a long. Let, let's just for context here. Uh, how did you get involved with Knicks gaming? You've always been a long time NBA 2K fan, but how'd you get involved with it? So long time 2K fan and gaming fan in general. Obviously. Uh, Anyone who knows me who's listening knows I'm a huge Knicks fan, so I go to a lot of the games. I've gotten to know a lot of the the people within the organization, and they sort of came to me when this league was announced and said, hey, do you know anything about this NBA 2K stuff? And I, I told them I'm a huge fan of the game, and they said, do you want to come help out and do some stuff? Like, this is in the infant stage. It wasn't even announced yet. And I didn't even know how much you know, I would be involved and it just kind of took off from there. Within a week, we're designing the virtual court. I know you love hearing that. We're designing the virtual jerseys. Parquet or hardware? And what was they, the- they, they gave me a brilliant pen grad an, an analytics and data statistic, whatever you want to call them, came to work with me and uh, it started and it was been nonstop ever since. Okay, so what are your day-to-day responsibilities, if there are any? Uh, so day-to-day... Back then it was, we're literally drafting a team one through five with the sixth man, right? Mm. So that it, we were essentially starting a new team from nothing. Now in season two, after winning the title, humble brag, uh, you know, we had to replace, we lost two players to expansion. So my duties were replacing those two players. <laughs> um, two players to expansion? We, that- the Brooklyn Nets took one, took our, the finals MVP, Nate Call, finals MVP. So the Brooklyn Nets are one of the expansion teams. They drafted, our, we couldn't protect everyone. So they drafted the finals MVP as the face of their franchise. And that's who we're playing in the opening tip-off tournament tomorrow night, the Brooklyn Nets, crosstown rivalries back. Uh, so once the team is drafted and set, uh, it really is just help manage discussing lineups. There is a lot to go into it, and if you want to get into the the details of it, it is not one versus one with a lot of artificial intelligence. It is a five human versus five human lineup. Every player plays a specific position. So we have a point guard, we have we went one through five. Within those positions, there are certain archetypes you could pick. So for instance, if, if you're playing point guard, you could select a sort of Steph Curry archetype where you're deadly from three and you got good ball handling, or you could select more of a Kyle Lowry, two-way, gritty kind of player. So you, every position then selects their archetype, and that's your team comp. Mm-hmm. And and we scout the team we're playing next. We build a game plan. We've been in scrimmages for two weeks. And then we go attack. And we're playing for money, Chris. There's real money at stake. I get that. All right, but like, how are you scouting players to draft? Like, what is the... Are, I mean, I'm just curious how you yeah. identify these players. So, and again, it was a little bit easier in year two because we're not drafting six players. So we only had to really focus in on two. But for instance, this year... You know, the last year's game, the the two guard was sort of, we called it like a cone, right? All the two guard position could really do is shoot. 
was no two-way build. The build only was if he's open, he's going to hit the shot. That's it. So this year, the game has changed, and now that two-guard is much more of a secondary ball handler and all that. So we had to draft that position. So the NBA 2K League, they do a combine. So if you want to be eligible, you have to participate in 50 games, and you keep making these different level of cuts, whittling it down to 200 people. Then we get all these 200 players, we get their actual games on DVR, and we watch their games. So we're breaking down what they did inside the video game, and then we go through a pretty extensive like player interview, trying to see what they're like as a person, what matters to them. Do they love the game? Are they, do they hate to travel? What's their, what are they like? So and, this is like an actual combine, because everything you're saying matches up with, to a degree, besides the fact they're you know, not athletes, in, in the actual NBA We're going to get into that, because I see that's the real hot button thing for you that drives Absolutely is. Uh, we'll get into that later. But yes, I would, I would equate it to, you know, if you ever had hopes or aspirations of being one day being in an NBA or an NFL front office or something, this is almost like a perfect simulator because the stakes are pretty high in the moment, but obviously you're not running a billion-dollar you know, franchise. It is a perfect simulator for what it really would be. I know it's hard to to translate to a video game, but we are we are literally drafting off of need, off of chemistry fit. Sometimes you maybe want to draft a guy who's a little bit older for a little more leadership because a lot of these kids, and I say that with all due disrespect, without any disrespect, they haven't lived on their own before. They've never been to New York City I mean, before. Well, I mean, their parents' basements counts. As <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> their kids, some of them are 19 years old. They're in college. Do you this want to draft older for leadership? Like sometimes, yeah. I mean. I'm just saying, not us per se, but sometimes, I mean, we, you could have a 19-year-old kid who literally, this is their summer job, so in between college years, they're like, I'm going to take the summer off, I made the 2K League, I'm going to focus on that, mm -hmm. which some some guys I know did that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I read, I've been, I did my research on I love this, it. I read some of your quotes about when you joined this team, you said your goal was to help with team chemistry. Yes. How have you been able to do that? Okay, so perfect example, um, last year... You know, how the season worked is it was a 14-game season. Top eight teams made the playoffs, okay? Every four weeks, there is a exhibition tournament, meaning the games don't count toward the regular season, but there is big money on the line. So you could still not be competitive in the regular season, but win money. It's a way to keep everybody vested. The final tournament, exhibition tournament for money, uh, did have a caveat. It's called the ticket tournament. You win that, regardless of your record, it's an automatic bid to the playoffs. We were three and eight, I think, at that point, or maybe even three and nine when the tip-off tournament rolled around, out of the playoffs. I don't even think there was a mathematical way. And our team was just floundering, and a lot of it was chemistry. And we had a big team meeting, and a lot of our players cite this as the moment where things changed. And Guys wanted to bench our first-round pick, and other guys wanted to take more shots. It was just mayhem. No one was happy with their role and what was happening because we were losing. And we had this three-hour meeting, and I said some things, and then I let them say some things to me, and it all got worked out. It actually felt at the end of it like that went nowhere, and this is a disaster. We lost one game the rest of the season. We won that ticket tournament for $100,000, got the official eighth seed – because we weren't a playoff team, so that automatically punches into the eighth seed, beat the number one seed in the first round of the playoffs, and ran the table, won another hundred grand, and won the first ever championship because the chemistry came together. All these kids could play. They're all great at the game. They would abuse you and us in the game. Mm -hmm. It was a chemistry thing, which I think even at the professional level of the NBA, all those guys could play. 
It's are they comfortable within their role and do they want to play for each other or do they have other interests? And once our guys figured that out, and now we have to get back to that place this year, they, they were unstoppable. Where does the skill level come into all this? Because, look, I grew up playing video games. I mean, guys were better than me. I grew yeah. up playing like Street Fighter and because guy could do a finishing move better than me, I didn't think he was like super skilled right. at it. Like, where does the, the skill come in and stuff like this? So as far as with 2K... It, it is unique because look, there there is you call you could call it stick skill. Like there's just there's a point guard in the league right now. It goes by the name of Radiant. Plays for the Sixers. His handles, which is a skill, not everyone can do this. His ball handling is just of another level. No one in the league could handle the ball at point guard like this guy. He can get to anywhere he wants on the court, and he really is a problem. He's probably the front runner maybe for MVP this year going into it. Um, that mixed with also having a basketball IQ, like if our center, I'm saying that people running pick and roll, and and if he's sometimes like I don't want my my man to score, so he he's just dropping back with the center, giving up the easy midi for the point guard. We have to start telling you call timeout. I say no, you know what? You got to sag, you got to help on the point guard. Let the center roll, and then we have to have our rotations. It's all traditional basketball IQ rules apply. I know it's hard to wrap your head around well, it. No, well, hold on. The, the, the ball handling part, I'm just still trying to, you know, digest here. I mean, like... It's, it's but a like, skill. Okay, how, what, your thumb? Like, just I'm moving... Okay, so uh, you got your hands on the controller, okay. right? You have your thumbs on the sticks, as you like to yes. call it. You have your 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 index fingers mm -hmm. on, like, LB, RB, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. You know, a crossover, like, you flick right, but then cut, and then you flick left, and that's a crossover. You, mm -hmm. You're putting together these combinations with the stick that equate to NBA moves. So if you want to do a hezzy dribble with a spin into a Euro step, that is a certain stick combination, Okay, that you have to do. Some guys do it better than others. Also, knowing when to do it. Again, what is the defense giving me? You know, I know I could you you know I could come off this pick and then cross over to the left, and the defense is in a scramble. Mm. So it, it is a stick skill. There's guys who do it dramatically better than other guys. There's mm -hmm. guys who shoot because it's a timing thing. Your release is everything on shooting with 2K, and also your your base. There's guys who just have that release. They're shooters. Mm -hmm. That's all they they can't dribble. They don't have stick skill, but they can shoot. Mm. So, so why you're not selling me at all on this? So why really? I, I because all right, here's my biggest problem. This is what we got into um, when we first had this discussion. Why do you you're about to be a father? Yes. Why would you want your kid to be if he was like I, I want to be the best gamer out there? Mm -hmm. Would you encourage that? Yes. If he wanted it, if he wanted to do it, if he came to me and said I love. League of Legends or whatever the game is and I really want to try to do the best. First of all, you got to be a responsible parent. Everything else has to be in order. Your schoolwork has to be in order. You, you know, he has to be behaving like a good kid. He's not But just these are big time commitments like to get good yes. at this stuff. And yes. the difference is making a big time commitment to playing actual basketball versus online basketball is actual basketball will get you in good shape. At, at, at worst, even if you fail, you are in better shape because of it. At video game stuff... You're just not like you. I mean, I know when you can explain like how they keep the top guys in in better shape than yeah. others, but most of the people trying to get to that level don't have trainers or you know nutritionists or whatever like right. that. It's just to me, it's just like you know, I, I wouldn't want my kid anywhere near. If he was like, I want to be a gamer, like figure something else out. We're taking the PlayStation out of the house. See, I listen. I th that's a choice which which every parent is entitled to make. You know, I I, I got I got humbled really quickly one time I was actually doing a podcast with someone who knows a lot more about 
you know, technology and social media and all that. And I, I was at the place like this like two years ago where I was saying, like, I, I don't think I'd ever want my kid, you know, to be like 11 years old on Instagram and all that. It's just and he basically called me an idiot. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like this dangerous. It's like, yes, it's dangerous. That's their tools. That's what they're going to grow up with. Just like you grew up with something that your parents were a little bit afraid of, as long as you manage it responsibly, why are you going to limit them to what everyone else they're growing up with is going to be mastering or figuring out or enjoying, and they're just going to have no idea what it is. But like, you use the phrase manage responsibly. And that's, yes, that's, a good, that's but, always a big but part like, of it. But you don't really have to manage responsibly outdoor sports. Like If your kid's like, man, I want to spend like six hours on a Saturday playing basketball. If you're a parent, more likely than not, you say yes, go do that. Play no, with the ball. grades got to be in order. But beyond He's got that, like, the I, I he or she has to be behaving and like yeah, it's it's a privilege in a way, right? Like you you got to earn at least I had to earn the right to be able to play sports. If I was messing up whether in school or on the street, I my mom had one of the greatest punishments of all time. She punished me from our championship game in Little League. I thought she was joking. She made me go to my grandmother's house. I took my uniform and my book bag. And then when I was like, I put it on. She's like, what are you doing? Mm. I'm like, well, well, the game's at 2 o'clock. She's like, I said you're not going. And I threw a tantrum and she held the line. And I learned. And I, I didn't really make that mistake ever again. Um, the video game thing with working out, and I, I get it. Look, there's some people who, yes, they play video games. They don't do anything else. And they're sitting on the couch and they're eating Doritos. And they're maybe having weight issues or whatever. That. I don't necessarily think that's the video games that cause that. They may not necessarily be. So if there's no video games in the world, could you guarantee they'd be playing basketball every day and like getting some exercise? My 10-year-old nephew plays video games religiously. He also goes to boxing on Friday afternoons and he plays basketball on Saturdays. It's balanced. I don't think that you have to like make it the only thing your kid does for that kid to become great and there's a lot of other things that go go into it but that you can't you be learn. great but you can't be great at something unless you do go all into it that's okay. the only here's way a question do. if if your kid said dad i really love chess and i want to grow up to be one of the best chess players in the world would you support that yes so you would support him playing chess for 12 hours a day every day not playing sports sitting there playing chess why because it's viewed as an intellectual viewed and like there's a i mean it's like you know older people doing the crossword puzzle like it's a, it's a mental exercise i i'm flexing honestly, a mental muscle and this is where the rubber meets the road yes. with you and <laughs> i i'm not saying video games equal chess i am not i'm not trying to take anything away from professional chess intellectuals and all that like, i'm not saying that bar spatsky all the way yes. but i will say if you think for one second that at certain higher levels of gaming you don't need an immense amount of intellect and brains and skill and iq and also getting that mental exercise you're mm -hmm. saying that chess might do trying to think 14 moves ahead you're, but you you're can't wrong. sit there and tell me that there's a there are parallels between being a great gamer and a great chess player. I, I don't. Oh, I, I can. don't think they're on the same level. It, it, I one hundred. Listen, if you want to start talking about, first of all, chess has been around a lot longer. So yes. you know, give us give us time. Maybe we'll get there. Okay, four seasons. <laughs> but there are formulas going on in certain games. Obviously, two K is a sports game, so maybe it doesn't get to that level, but there's certain formulas going on with the highest level of games, which by the way, there's millions of people watching these young men and women playing these games at the high level where they're making these judgments in real time. Mm -hmm. it, it 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 is not as simple as point and shoot. And I don't think it's simple. A. It, Nothing it takes simple. massive amounts of skill and intellect 
to be of the highest level. We're talking about professionals. You, I know you don't love the word athlete. I think we use the word athlete, like esports athlete. It's just another way of saying professional, mm. meaning they have an immense amount of structure around their life to support what they are trying to do. Yes, there is no physical athletic ability other than some really good hand-eye that goes into playing some of these games, but there's a tremendous amount of strategy game planning, intellect, dedication, and camaraderie. So the same thing you might get from playing high school basketball, I get it, you don't get the physical benefits, but the same camaraderie with a group of five guys or girls that you're doing in this game, plotting, strategizing to take down a Goliath of an opponent, to me it correlates. You get all that, the camaraderie, relationships, I buy into some of what you're saying there. But for the kids that don't make it to that high esports level, What do they get out of it? Because if you don't make it, and this kind of goes back to what I said earlier, if you don't make it playing basketball, football, hockey, whatever, you still, I think, have a tangible benefit in how you feel physically, how you, you know, the, the same locker room camaraderie you experience yep. doing esports. If you don't make it to the highest level of an esports league, what are you? Just kind of like an overweight stoner? Like, what What? what no. exactly? You, and the irony of this, Jerry, is that, like, you played a character who smoked weed and played video games that was yes. overweight in your early seasons. Yes. In the infant stages uh, of Entourage and of gaming, uh, I played an overweight stoner who played a lot of video games. And by the way, that... I'll be fully transparent. That's definitely what helped lead me to be 200 pounds at five foot six. You know, I wasn't getting a whole lot of exercise. But at some point... I don't think I would have been getting that exercise anyway. It would have been something else. I still I would have been watching movies or I would have been going I would have fi- I, I they're didn't not as addictive. Do it. Like movies aren't as addictive. Like you know even in professional sports nowadays like there are uh, pro sports teams that are obsessed with Fortnite and getting Fortnite away from their players because these guys stay up all night long playing Fortnite and it affects them during the season. That's a real thing in the NBA. Yeah, and isn't it funny it used to be they wanted their guys to get out of the clubs and come home and be home in bed by 11. Right. See, I don't think you could blame that on Fortnite. They just want their guys sleeping at 11 o'clock being well-rested. So choose your poison. You want you want guys out in clubs? You want guys playing Fortnite? Whatever it is, they're going to do something. They're young, successful men. Like They're going to want to enjoy it in whatever their version of that is, whether it's playing Fortnite till 3 a.m. or going out. They're going to do it. But you made a conscious decision at some point in your life um, to get in better shape. Yes. To, to do all that. Like. And, you know, you had a lot of the resources at your disposal. You could do that. You could commit the time and energy to it. What about the kids that don't, like, that are just playing video games like you were coming up? They don't make these esports teams. Do they just continue down the same path? Are they healthy because of it? This is, and I, I hate sounding like get off my lawn no, type, no, but it's no, just it's like, it's good conversation. It's like, where is the tangible? Because it's like anything else. I mean, how many gamers do you reject? Like, how many apply? Thousands. Thousands. Thousands upon thousands And where's upon the thousands. benefit for those kids that, that are doing it? That they just well, keep going, keep trying until yeah, they're they try next like year. 35 years old they and still try, doing it? They try next year. Um, there, there's guys who were in the league in year one and didn't get drafted back to the league. Mm-hmm. And they're going to try for year for year three. Um, a lot. Some of the guys who wanted to try out for the league, you know, they, they weren't even of legal age yet. So one kid who was 17, he couldn't play. He was already known as one of the best players. And then he you turned an 18 age and he got, he got, he got, he's in. You have an age minimum in the league? Of course. You got to be 18. I mean, you got to be a, a, a legal adult. I mean, you're traveling all over the country, you know. Uh, right. There is an age limit, you know. There's a... Right. Uh, you got to be able to make this decision yourself. I they they haven't gone the level of having sixteen year old kids with parental consent yet. Well, they're you know? a kid. I mean, but like you say that, but you know, 
kids playing AAU tournaments travel over the country. You know, you kid, right, gymnastics. but usually that involves a parent to probably be sometimes. Around, but their parents don't or, always go in the AAU stuff, and like there are travel teams and and you know youth tournaments that are like younger. Basketball see, I'm a, I'm a perfect example. I played sports my entire life. I played every sport imaginable with the exception of tennis because I could we just didn't have a tennis racket <laughs> and there was no real tennis courts in Brooklyn that I remember. Mm-hmm. And at some point, obviously, I wasn't going anywhere. I'm five foot six. I played a little bit of high school basketball, and I always stayed competitive in intramural leagues in college. And then I left college after a year. I started doing, and I just stopped playing. Mm-hmm. Just didn't play. And it wasn't because I wanted to play video games. I, I got busy working. You know, I started getting other responsibilities where it's like, oh, I can't play basketball four hours a week. And then slowly over time, I got super out of shape. I don't think there's a correlation like if you're if you have a lazy person mm-hmm. i think they'll find a way to be lazy video games certainly is a great way to be lazy mm-hmm. but if you look at a lot of the top guys and girls out there who are doing it and they do preach mental health physical health as part of it our guys have there's train there's facilities for them to right, work explain out. that explain like that what the the league itself does and the teams it does to keep kids healthy during this stuff well, first and foremost, it's just available. You know, you can't demand, like, I, I don't think we're in a position where we're, at least us, I don't want to speak for other organizations, we're not demanding, like, you got to work out 12 hours a week or else you're benched. Maybe like, you should. But I think some teams are b- building that into mm-hmm. their their thing. Like, today we're, we work out at 8, scrims till 12, interviews till 3, and then you do what I you want. I watched some of these videos. There are some heavy set yeah, yeah, and there's also guys, guys who are that. absolutely ripped and jacked mm. that like would put you and I to shame. It's like, not hard for me. <laughs> but I'm just, I mean, you can look around in an office place and see various builds. I don't think there's a full correlation. Like, if someone is lazy as a trait, then yes, like I was, mm. it is very hard to get them up out and working out. You have to want to do it. Mm-hmm. And if there, it, I think there's plenty of non-gamers who are on the couch, lazy, smoking or doing whatever they're doing. We're out of shape. I don't think there's a direct correlation. Like if you play video games, that means you have a higher chance of being really overweight and out of shape and unhealthy. You don't think that there's a correlation to that? That if you play video games, there's a higher chance of being overweight, out of shape and unhealthy? I think it's a. I mean, could be. we're getting into such a uh, yeah. minutia of detail. Like, what if you just have a great metabolism? I mean, I know guys yeah. who literally stuff their face with Doritos and pizza and play video games for fourteen hours a day, and they're one hundred and forty-five pounds. Mm-hmm. I never had that luxury. <laughs> My neither. metabolism is is as slow as humanly possible. So, like, then we're really getting into. Yes, I'm sure there are cases where someone plays a lot of video games and there's an addictive level, and that correlates with eating poorly and not exercising. Mm-hmm. That is true. I get it, but I don't think you could put all the the onus on video games. Just like, uh, you know, some people put a lot of onus on like, well, the shooting games are terrible for the, and that's a much much bigger discussion. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I I just see the positive impact. Okay, if your kid plays video games all the time and never makes a league and he's not good enough to make it, okay. So then, what if he starts an esports team and then is managing that? What if he's the CEO of an esports gaming mm-hmm. team, or what if he's head of marketing for one of these billion-dollar almost esports franchises? That's what I mean when I say this is the generation you're going to grow up with. So mm-hmm. you could fight against it and say, "No, that's not how we do things in our house. You're going to play real sports," or you could balance it like everything else and see where he or she wants to go with it. And but I mean, it's hard to balance. When, again, you have to make a real commitment to be great at anything. 
whether it's acting, writing. That's anything, though. That's any. That's 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 literally anything for you to be great at what you do. I'm sure you put in your ten thousand plus hour. You probably put in a hundred thousand hours if that's mm-hmm. even humanly possible. It's like that with everything. And and now there's actually a light at the end of the tunnel with gaming. Mm. It's, what it's, is, it's that's what I want to get into next. What is the light? At, like, what's the future of gaming? Because this league grew from I think sixteen teams to twenty one. Yes. This year. Well, as far as NBA two K, I believe. And again, I'm speaking from my opinion. This is not an official NBA statement, but I'm of the opinion they want to get all, you know, 30 teams involved. They want to grow it even internationally. There are international players in the league because there are teams playing in China and in Europe and there's a whole 2K community there. They want to grow. I mean, Adam Silver himself called it the fourth league, the NBA's fourth league. Mm. I mean, that's a pretty great stamp from the commissioner of the NBA. So as far as that goes, that's what I know the hope is probably. Um, I mean, he was inspired by going to a League of Legend, the League of Legends playoffs and seeing that stage. He's like, I don't know if our NBA crowds are this ravenous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge business. So when I say there's a light at the end of the tunnel, it's similar to traditional sports. Not every kid, young person is going to be a professional. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of opportunity now and it's a lot easier, technologically speaking, to see someone reach their potential in the other area that they didn't even know they had. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I don't understand is <laughs> one thing. One thing. There's a lot of things I don't understand. I mean, I mean, we've we've cashed a few things out here. I don't understand how this is a spectator sport. Like I don't. You you talk about the crowds and and how ravenous they are to watch. I remember growing up when it wasn't my turn to play a video game. I sure as shit wasn't watching somebody else play a video game. I'm fascinated by how this has become. You know, now it's on Twitch, and I'm assuming that they're hoping to grow it into something different in the future. Uh, I don't understand how watching video games. I mean, do you get that? Like, I mean, I can't imagine you were watching a lot of your friends play, you know, NBA 2K as a uh, kid. I mean, yes and no. I we used to because the way you know the old the old real old person way to things. See, like this is what I go through with my wife a lot. Like when I was ten years old, and I would be at my buddy's house playing Nintendo back then, and it was time to go home. And I would go home, and I would literally sit at home and be like, oh, I just wish there was a way I could still play Joey from up the street, but I could still be home, so I'm not late for care. I dreamed of this, like mm-hmm. hopefully one day being possible. So, and I, I have to explain. I explained to my wife, it's like I still feel like a little kid when I play. As far as the spectator sport element of it. You really gotta know the game and love the game. For, for and we're, it's it's hard to get casual fans to come watch. Some games are a little bit easier or more exciting. I mean, the story I love the most is is Rick Fox. Mm-hmm. Like, and there you go. There's a case where Rick Fox played in the NBA. He has a son. Wouldn't you think he would? Ah, oh, my son's gonna play in the NBA too, just like me. His son got super into gaming, and therefore got Rick Fox super into gaming. Now they were fortunate enough to get involved you know, on a ownership level of a team. And now they're like a father son Mm -hmm. combo. And how is that not an inspiration? I mean, again, they were, they were fortunate enough to do that, but there could be smaller versions of that story that where you don't have to have millions of dollars to buy into a team. And that's why I say, I think the future is bright. I think there's a lot of job opportunity. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if I, I put it this way, if I was 13, 14 years old, it's what I would be striving to be. I'd probably be striving to be something in a professional level. Cause for guys like me, I'm never playing a pro sport mm-hmm. ever, uh, ever. It's, it's, it's not happening. So there are feelings. I know it's not the same thing as, you know, LeBron hitting a clutch shot and looking to the crowd, but there's a micro version of it that's happening with these young guys. And I, it's pretty cool to me. But wouldn't you as a father, want to try to steer your kids towards something that 
you that that has more possibilities. Like if you're a great student, there are a lot of op- options for you in doing different things. If you're yep. a great athlete, uh, even if you don't make it, we touched on early, don't make it physically, you feel better. If you physically feel better, you mentally oftentimes feel better. I, I can't see, and I'm not a father yet, but I can't see like ever steer, like encouraging my kid to do something that if they don't make it to the top level, I don't know what they get out of it. I don't know where they where they go from there. Like if they're a 21 year old gamer that's not good enough to play at the NBA 2K level, what have they accomplished with all those hours put in? Well, let me ask you a question. If you are a starting player, you're the fourth best player on a, on a pretty good high school basketball program, and then maybe you get a D2 look, maybe, but it doesn't work out. But you put all these hours into playing basketball, right? And you don't end up getting any scholarships to the schools you wanted to go. What what did what then happens with basketball? What did that lead you to then? Well, I think you get the same thing that you've talked about with the two K stuff, the camaraderie and right. all the things that come with being part of a team. And physically, very good chance you're in great yes. shape. Agreed. And I think that is good. That helps you towards your future. I think that that's a positive. That's the lowest. That's the least I think you can possibly get out of it. I, I understand that, and and you should also know, like a, a lot of the, a lot of the guys in the two K league, like play a lot of real basketball. Mm-hmm. There's videos every day of them at their real team's facilities playing three on three. It's a pretty unique situation. Uh, I, I think do these kids? Sorry, do, but these kids do they like the ones in your team? Are they doing this full time? Are they going like they're eighteen? Are they going to college? Or are they doing something? Right now, it's obviously full time. We have we have one young man who's in college Mm -hmm. you know we have i think our oldest player i think he's 26 years old um they're all of various stages some are some are in college some graduated college some some are able who have jobs and are able to like put it on hold see if they're fortunate enough for a couple of months to do this um i mean yeah our guy it's it's a you could call it a part-time job it's a six-month kind of thing they get housing they get health insurance my mother's proudest day i think for me wasn't when i started like making money as an actor it's when i got my own health insurance Mm -hmm. that and and every parent's proudest day. and again i keep calling them kids i hate to say they're young men i don't mean to like marginalize like they're kids i'm just almost 40 so (laughs) you know anything under like 28 is a kid to me at this point um and also they're, they're they're getting media opportunities are getting chance we we talk about brand we've been talking off the air about i can't i don't know what to name my kid because it's a branding lesson these these young men are building a brand Mm -hmm. that yes they're they're not going to be professional 2k players for the rest of their lives it's not going to go till they're 50 Mm -hmm. but it could translate to another game it could translate to a job within an organization Mm -hmm. madison square garden owns a you know a team called clg counter logic gaming which they're much more like League of Legends and in the Overwatch world, that's a huge business. Like, mm-hmm. There's no reason why maybe one of our players in Knicks Gaming doesn't segue, maybe not as a player, maybe they're into coaching, maybe they're into marketing. There's a huge amount of job opportunity well, can this, in the gaming community. Can this be, you meant you called it a part-time job. Well, I mean, is it six? the season is six months long. Okay. So there are some teams that keep their players in market all year round and have them streaming for them and still doing media appearances. It's all kind of relative to what that team is investing into into the 2K portion. You know, some some players have been there for the whole year, for 12 months. You know, New York City is a very expensive place to house people for 12 months. So um, it's all relative to that. You know, with our team, 
they're in market for the season and then a few weeks after and then they go back home to and they could go do whatever else they had going and what else i mean that's my another question like if, if they're doing this six months out of the year you know is it is it almost like the wnba where the wnba players for a long time they would play six months uh, at the, in the WNBA level and they go overseas and do something else like how do they how can you make a living being a gamer or can you make a living being a gamer is the question you could so if you start building a good following through the 2k league let's say and then when you're off for six months and you're streaming on twitch and maybe you build your twitch channel where you have some subscribers and maybe you're making a couple of grand a month while you're off season you know or maybe there's one of these big gaming brands that wants to sponsor you and play on their channel there is a ton of opportunity also while still staying in the 2k community in the off season and the pro-am community is huge so these guys are still playing mm-hmm. there's a new game that comes out so they have to break down what that new game is and figure out like i said to you earlier last year two guard sharps were just that they only shot this year two guards it's a whole new skill set the center last year was a big part of the game this year the center's a little bit marginalized in the sense where they don't impact the game maybe as much right now so mm. they got to break down the new game so this it's like we're in the nba the center has been it's it's you got listen. I know you're a busy guy. I do invite you anytime. Come with me one day to the studio. We'll watch a a good matchup. And you you again. I don't. I'm not one of those guys that like you have to like this because I mm-hmm. like it. I get it. This is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying everyone should support and like this. That doesn't bother me in the least. Mm-hmm. But you know. It's bigger than the how fast does he hit the A button. And I know just like you get upset when I go, these athletes, yeah. we'll just say they're That's a phrase, yeah. young That's professionals. Yeah, these professional gamers. We're Let's go with that. We're this this doesn't feel like a our NASCAR driver's athletes, our golfer's athletes conversation. That's more uh, on the flip side of it. Um, we do have to ask you real quick about, you're, you're a New York sports fan, Knicks yes. fan. Yes. What are your thoughts on what the Knicks are doing as they head towards this summer? They have gone... We haven't talked since the Knicks made the Porzingis trade, but they, right. they go out there and they, after saying they're going to build organically, they're going to do things at a slow, methodical way. They sign guys to one-year contract, which is smart. And now it's like, I got into a time machine. It's 2010 all over again. We're all in, Jerry, on free agency. As a Knicks fan, your, uh, your thoughts on that? So my thoughts are, you know, first and foremost, I appre- I, I'm not saying I appreciate the losses and what's going on this year. But what I do appreciate, at least as a super fan, is I I feel like I'm in on the plan. Mm -hmm. It's pretty obvious what we are doing. It's not hard to figure out. And they're also not even really trying to, they're not saying, you know, we're we're used to be even two, three years ago, like with a D Rose trade and a Noah sign, like we're rebuilding, but we're still trying to stay competitive. We're still trying to make the playoffs while rebuilding. And I don't really feel like that's what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I just feel like, or maybe it was just a mismatch of a plan. I feel like we are now all in on the plan. Am I a little scared that the fate kind of lies in the balance of ping pong balls and mm-hmm. and wooing KD and or, and or Kyrie or whoever? Yes, it certainly makes me feel uneasy. Uh but I think this is the best shape we've been in as an organization for the future that we've been in in a long time. Can it go terribly wrong? Of course. Did you feel that way in 2010, though, when they were... I mean, it, this is even worse because they gave away a potential franchise player in exchange for virtually nothing. And they're going all in on Kevin Durant saying, yes, 
Kyrie Irving saying yes. Maybe it's Jimmy Butler who says yes. But if they don't get any of these guys, and I'd look, my opinion is I think they get Durant. I think that's uh, Kyrie's kind of a, who knows? You can't really predict what Kyrie's going to do. And there's still a lot of things that need to be told through the rest of the season. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, like, a lot I think of it's Yeah, still exactly. On the table. I mean, and you never know. Like Kevin Durant is one of those guys where he can be influenced over these next few months. I mean, if he decides, like, you know, maybe I want to win six championships, he might stay in Golden State. The Clippers are going to make a hard run on him. I know that. But if they wind up with nothing, Jerry, like, like that's like fire the owner, too. Like, everybody's got to go. Because if you're going to put this franchise in a position where, like, worst case scenario, they get nobody. And they get the fourth pick in the draft, which is possible since the flattened odds make that. It, 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 well, it is is kind of ironic that the first year they sort of got tanking correct is the year yeah, that yeah. it's not nearly as important. Like I was at the game last night, D Wade's last game. I mm-hmm. believe we clinched the worst record in the league that night as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was big a big moment. night. It was big, a big moment. Night. A, lot of, um, a lot of high fives all around the stands. Look. Every team needs a little bit of an element of luck, no matter what. I mean, looking back, even at like the Warriors, like now you think like Knicks are one pick away from Steph Curry. That was unlucky, you mm-hmm. know. So many things factor into that. So yes, we certainly need a, a a stroke of good luck. Hopefully, getting a top three pick, or preferably one, <laughs> but two or three will still be good. And you hope that again. I know there's. There's league rules that you're not allowed to do, but you hope they just have a pretty. A, when they say they're confident, we're going to do well in the summer. You hope that that's coming from some place. Yes. And um, I also think that organizationally, the pieces are in place. I think Fizdale being there is is a sign in a direction that like we are going to try to get free agents there. Uh, mm-hmm. No disrespect to any of the previous coaches, but. I think that sets a, a, a different precedent where I think guys do want to go play for Fizz. Scott Perry, Steve Mills, I think it's laid out now where it maybe is a little more attractive for a top-tier free agent to to come and feel like it's all in good hands. I think they have to be good in the room when they meet free agents because when they met with LeBron and with Dwayne Wade, and Dwayne Wade even said this in the aftermath, like he didn't get the f- feeling the Knicks were prepared for you know to win at a high level. And... You know, if you're Durant, who's going to be 30, you're Kyrie Irving, going to be into his 30s in this next contract. Yep. I mean, you've got to be believe that this organization is built to win. And just having just having two top tier guys isn't it. I mean, I think frankly, you know, Mitchell Robinson panning out is a good mark for for them. It gives good grades to the front office, yeah. right? And and you know, even Knox had show, has shown signs of he's obviously okay. yeah. he's got a you know he's so young. Even being there at the game, when you look at him, it's like my God, this dude was in college mm-hmm. last year. You know, 18, and 19, the year before yeah. that, he was in high school. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even with with young Frank, who I I still stand by, you know, and love. It's like, you know. To, to make the ruling on what these guys are at the set, like we, how many times have we all made that mistake? Mm-hmm. You know, we did it with D'Angelo Russell in a way, didn't we? Like we kind of dubbed what we think he is and uh, he didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, he's he's probably him and Aaron Judge are like the two high biggest names in New York sports right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So um, it's it's going to be really interesting. And again, I, I, I'm never going to be one of the guys that's like, I'm done with this franchise. I'm not watching. No. That's, to me, that's not how sports works. Mm-hmm. You ride they, out the bad times and because you know what? When the times are good, then you have ownership of that. You yeah. feel like you earned it. So I'm not going anywhere. There's something to, to being a star in New York. I mean, I had a GM tell me this just last night where if the Knicks got Durant and Kyrie Irving, they would be the Cowboys times 100. Like For That's sure. how big they would be. And because the Knicks, the only big star they've had in kind of the modern era is Patrick Ewing. 
Like that was it. M- Mello, Carmelo to a Mello, degree, but it was so negative. Like it was, everything was negative around Carmelo. It was blamed for everything they did. They, they did. If you get Durant and Kyrie and they're and successful, it's like a clean slate too. Yeah. They're starting with the clean. There's there's really no baggage at mm-hmm. this point. You know, they're starting with the clean slate. Um, and I will say, and you spend time in New York. You know. New York is a basketball city. Like, yes, we love the Yankees and the Mets, and of course we love when the Giants beat the Patriots and all, of course, but at least from my memory growing up in the 90s, when the Knicks are relevant and good, it's all anybody could talk about. We talk about bringing in the casual fan, like 2K's trying to do, and it maybe it's tough. With that, the Knicks do that better than any other franchise, where the guy who hasn't watched basketball in two years all of a sudden is all about the Knicks. He's buying jerseys and he's talking about it at the water cooler, so... Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's 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 poor. It feels like the timing is really right, and mm-hmm. we just gotta get a little lucky. A little. Everyone has to get a little lucky. Yeah, they do. Jerry, I can't say you've sold me on 2K, but I do believe it's more than just tapping the X button and flipping a controller. And I will take you up on that some point in your 18 week season to yep. check out. Maybe when do you play the Boston team? Does that? Uh... Oh, it's, I, I could I could pull up the schedule. Well, it's I mean Boston is that's who we beat in the finals in that ticket tournament. I said to okay, punch yeah. our, we we beat the Celtics. All right. Well, I, maybe I'll go to the Celtics versus Knicks Knicks gaming team and see if I can come a little bit further on. But this was fun, man. Thanks for coming in. Always, Chris. Always. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.